Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer and song for Sunday the 13th of June. Today our reader is Robbie Mitchell, and our reading is taken from the Gospel of Mark, the story of the mustard seed. Our hymns are sung by the choirs of Dunblane Cathedral and St Magnus Cathedral from Orkney. As usual, there are intimations and notices on the church website and I encourage you to go and read them. Next week we celebrate and share together in communion. If you wish to take part in this, then you could either come to church and book a seat in advance by phoning or emailing the office, or join in online and have ready beforehand some bread and wine or juice. Let us worship God. Our reading this morning is taken from the Gospel according to St Mark. Chapter 4, reading verses 26 to 34. He also said, The kingdom of God as as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. And when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Thanks be to God for this reading of his holy word. Amen.
several years ago to promote active restoration and planting of inhospitable or abandoned areas, movements such as green gardening or guerrilla gardening promoted the use of seed bombing, usually seed balls. They often consist of a variety of different seeds, depending on the climate and the environment, all rolled together with clay and compost. As the action suggests, these balls of seed are thrown into or seeded into areas, not so much to explode on impact as a bomb might, but over time to allow an explosion of plant life in an area devoid of growth or colour. Some say that the technique stems from something similar practised by the Egyptians many years ago when they replanted and repaired farms after the annual flooding of the River Nile. It was brought more into the public eye through the efforts of people like the Japanese natural farming pioneer Masanobu Fukuoki, who wrote the book The One Straw Revolution and originally intended to increase food production in areas not already under cultivation, so as to not detract from the already important rice crops that the country so readily needed and relied upon. Seed bombing is not just seeding wild flowers, but edible crops or herbs too. They can be homemade or bought, and offer the opportunity of growth and germination. It is, of course, just but one method of seed dispersal, a human intervention into what is already happening in nature. It is an efficient way of dispersing seeds, but it also relies heavily on accuracy, weather, and other aspects of nature that might detract from it such as bird life eating the seeds. On the reading of our parable today, there is something quite enticing about the spiritual, almost gorilla-like gardening described here. Depending on the context in which it, which it is heard, it will have different effects. In a largely suburban world, it brings home an often longed-for connection with creation and nature. And perhaps in a largely rural context, it might bring to bear a familiar and easy-to-connect-with parable. Yet, in both contexts, the common determination is not the human action of seed dispersal, but rather the theology and the agency of God to bring about the miraculous growth. Whilst the human hand has an impact, the ongoing action is that of God. In these opening lines, Jesus likens the kingdom of God to seeds planted in a rather orderly, normal manner that grow up and produce grain and are harvested in the usual fashion. Commenting to his hearers, that how exactly that happens is a mystery to us, yet in our innocence the harvest is still produced. At this, everyone who was listening probably would have nodded. This is a nice, orderly and predictable image of God's kingdom. 
It is appealing. And from a human perspective, we think we might just have a bit of control over when and how God's realm and kingdom happens and is created. We understand the mystery. We understand the natural conclusion. However, Jesus doesn't leave his listeners nodding in approval and continues then into the mustard seed analogy. The mustard plant was an unwanted weed in some parts of the land that Jesus lived. No one in their right mind would actually plant it in their garden. It took over and grew into a rather unwieldy and sometimes twiggy shrub that often choked out other more desirable plants. When Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed planted in a garden, his first hearers might have laughed out loud. No one would have done such a thing. Jesus was an expert storyteller and he didn't craft his parables without reason. Whether the mustard seed became an unwieldy bush and twiggy entity or whether it became a tree, it wasn't quite perhaps what people might have expected. Why would the kingdom of God be compared to such a difficult and sometimes invasive plant? It reminds us all that the kingdom of God is mysterious and beyond our control. It will spring up in both unexpected and expected places. It will grow in well-manicured gardens and it will grow in the wild, unkempt places too. Most of us like to maintain an illusion of control in our lives. We like to think that we can keep chaos at bay and, at times, the Holy Spirit. We fool ourselves into believing that God only shows up and offers a stamp of approval when all is neatly well. This little parable reminds us that God has an affinity for chaos too. God shows up in the entanglements, in the weeds, and in the wilderness places of our lives, and plants some seeds. These seeds take root and grow in the shape of God's love and God's kingdom, more often than we might notice. There may be no perceivable change in our experience of the wild places, or the deep places, or the troubled places, but we live through them. And it's not until later we might realise how changed we are because of it. We can no more domesticate and control the Holy Spirit than we can dictate where God's kingdom will take root. Years of ministry have shown that. This mustard seed parable of the tenacity and the unpredictability of the kingdom of God should guide us in our interactions with our neighbours. Yes, we need to plant seeds with care and nurture the crops of loving kindness where we can. But in other situations, where it seems we have no or little control and there is no hope for new life, we must look for the signs of God's love, unfurling its tiny, fragile leaves 
breaking through the hard clay of life and seeking nourishment and love and care and promise. There, there the seed of God's kingdom could take root with any act of kindness, any effort to reach beyond what is comfortable and known, any tentative welcome of the stranger, or any tender mercy extended to the most vulnerable or marginalised among us. In these parables, Jesus reminds us that the kingdom of God comes of its own accord and also comes for us. The kingdom Jesus proclaims has room, of course, for everyone. It overturns the things that the world has taught us are insurmountable and creates a new and open and for this reason perhaps frightening future. From small seeds of faith out of small loving actions blossom hope, opportunity and God's kingdom. All hope is not lost, even in this searching, virus-confused, hurting, longing world. The realm of God is alive and well, just waiting for us to see it growing in the right places in the midst of our lives, and perhaps especially in the wild, chaotic, desperate places too. Let us not underestimate the value of those tiny seeds and what they can grow into. Let us be generous with our compassion. Let us be generous with our kindness, our mercy, our patience and our love, scattering in cultured rows and in amongst the chaos. And it's there, there, God's love will grow. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for all that you have given us in this earth, gifts of great and small, many and few. Through parable and prayer, you delight us with the power of creation to heal and inspire, encourage and bless. And for all of this we give thanks. God of the large and small, in a world where many would seek to damage your creation, bring hatred to your people, show violence to your children. Help us always to be grateful for the gifts of love and life, for the glimpses of transforming beauty and unending wonder. God of the near and far, in a world where people are broken at the hands of humanity and by the vagaries of nature, help us to trust the healing of your blessing and love, placed even now in the hands of those who seek to face down injustice and champion human rights, who stand in the dark places with your light held high, who give of themselves for the sake of others, for the sake of peace and justice. O God of the included and the marginal, in a world where we struggle to understand pain and suffering, 
we bring before you those for whom we weep, those we embrace in our hearts, those to whom we reach out in the yearnings of our prayers. O God of all humanity, in a world where we can feel so insignificant and small, help us to know that you have a place for us. Lift our spirits when we don't feel good enough. Fit us into your plan in amazing ways. And let us rejoice as your people, strengthened and focused, known and loved. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Now let us go in peace to love and to serve, to serve and to love. Thank you for joining with me for this time of worship this week. 
And if you are joining with us next week, then please do remember to bring along some bread and wine or juice to share together in communion. And now, the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. <laughs>